0: Church, whoo! You gotta bear with me this morning. Like, I am beside myself. My heart is full. Uh, for those of you that are new here today, uh, we uh, are, are breaking records this morning when it comes to baptisms here at the Kanata campus. Uh, what you just saw previously on baptism Sundays, we'd have, you know, three. Or four between two services. This morning in first service, we had eight people that wanted to publicly declare that Jesus is Lord. And in second service, we have another 12. And if you're here this morning, yeah, no, come on. Give God, give God the praise. Like, I just... I just don't have time today to, like, do everything, like, oh, the stories that are present there. uh, I just want to just give an extra uh, round of applause, salute, tip of the hat, however you want to put it, uh, to Cohen this morning. Uh, Wow, right? What a young man. Yeah, that was amazing. And all of our teenagers... Thank you so much for taking that step of boldness. And, uh, and Sonny, who, uh, as she was just about to get baptized this morning, she said, you know, this isn't uh, just for me today, but I'm a cancer survivor. And I said, wow, we are celebrating new life on multiple levels this morning. And so there are so many of those stories that were present uh, in each and every person that was baptized this morning. Make sure that you ask them before they go today. Congratulate them on your way out, uh, because that's what we do. That's what we do. There's just so much in my heart that I want to share today. But I just wanted to, to thank each and every person. And if you're new or you're here this morning and you feel God prompting on your heart that that also needs to be you, listen, we got another service. All right, come and see guests and family services afterwards, and we can just add you to the list. Um, If not, we will be doing baptisms again, and you can sign up at that point as well. I know already I've had conversations. We have four individuals that are already uh, just can't wait for the next opportunity. And so, church, thank you for praying, for believing, for stepping into what it is that God has called us to step into. We're not here for a show, we're not here for a show. We're here because God has called us on the journey to dig into who he is and to, in whatever way he asks, show the world who it is that changed our life. This morning, we're going to (laughs) engage. I read that off the sheet, but it's also part of the the title. (laughs) This morning, our new series is called Engage Purpose. And Helen basically summed up the entire uh, message that I have this morning. But we are here today uh, to engage our purpose with God. And it's so important for us because I think at one time or another, or maybe currently today, we ask ourselves, why are we here? Why are we here? What does God put us on this earth for? And if we had time today, we could go row by row and seat by seat. And some of us, we've established that understanding through God where we know why it is that God has put us here. Some of us are still working that out in our own lives to say, God, I I see my giftings, I see where it is that you're active in my life, but I just want to make sure that this is why you've placed me on the earth. I know for myself, when I was wrestling through my purpose, initially I thought NHL player, 100%. I mean, it was just a gifting, right? The speed that I could travel at. I was like, 100%. And then uh, Sidney Crosby made the NHL, and he was born just 20 days before me. And I was like, okay, all right. That's my time. All right, so I got to release that one. Got to release that one. But it's important for us to engage our purpose. And this is a place in our lives that is contested space. It's contested space. Whether it be our friends or our parents, our teachers, co-workers, there are people that will have the right intentions with telling us who we should be and where we should go, but there's only one person that can truly speak into that, and that's Jesus. There's only one person that can truly speak into your purpose and why it is that you're here. And the people that God has surrounded you with, they can help you to find that. They can follow the Holy Spirit and pray on your behalf. And with their best of intentions, they can tell you, I believe that this is what God wants for you. But it's only God himself who can make it clear to you why it is that you're here. Because he knows you. He knows what makes you laugh. He knows how many hairs are on your head or the lock thereof. But it's important for us today to clarify. Because I believe that there are two calls and two sorts of purposes that we need to engage with in church. There's a primary call and a secondary call. A primary purpose or a secondary purpose. And a lot of times in church, where we get confused and and where we uh, can allow that space to become uh, uh, muddy is that we confuse the primary with the secondary. Let me explain. God called Abraham to leave all that he knew to know Yahweh. Moses was called to lead the children of Israel to a new home. Daniel was called by God to never bend his knee to another. God called Esther to turn the heart of the king towards God's people. Ruth was called by God to discover her kinsman redeemer. Paul was called by God to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. And God called Peter to bring the gospel to the Jewish people. And yet, while many of us in this room know their stories, and and even in the the mention of their name, different verses are brought to your attention, different things that these amazing uh, biblical characters have established on behalf of God for us today. Though we know their calls, everything that I just mentioned this morning is secondary. Everything that I just mentioned this morning is a secondary purpose and a secondary call. See, when we read through the Gospels, a lot of times this is what we identify with these biblical people, is that this is who they are. This is what God called them to do. But that's the secondary call, is what God has called us to do. The primary call is who God has called us to to be. And so if we were to sit them all down and to allow them to reflect on what their their calls were, I believe that every single one of them would say this, that their primary call was this, to know God and reflect him well in a lost and broken world. And church, nothing's changed. Our primary call, our primary purpose is to know God and reflect him well in a lost and broken world. The secondary calls, those things that make us unique, those things that we've even seen this morning in the baptismal tank, that unique nature that God has called us to, that is all important. And it's vital for us to fully understand our purpose and our why of being here. But more important when we discover our purpose is the who. Who are we here for? Who are we here for? See, as we read through Scripture, one of the most difficult things that we need to remember is that not Moses, not Daniel, not Abraham, not Esther, not Ruth, not Paul, and not Peter, none of these individuals are the main characters of their story or their biblical narrative. There is only one main character in the entire biblical narrative, and it's God. No matter how easy it is for us to identify with these individuals and the struggles that they've walked through and what God has brought them through, and there may be uh, individuals in the Bible where you're like, wow, that's my life. It's important for us to remember that none of them are the main characters. No matter, even if, they're, even if the entire book is named after them, the main character is God. The main character is God. And it's the same for us today. See, one of the things that's beautiful about baptism is that it is a surrender of our life. It's to say, God, this isn't about me. It's all about you. This morning, I identify with the death and resurrection. It is the public declaration that I'm going to take myself out of it and let there only be God. So even for us today in 2023, as we engage purpose, as we begin to ask God our why, and and, and why it is that we're here, we need to remember that the primary focus, the first call is the who. It's not about us. It's about God. For us to be with Jesus to become like Jesus, and then to do what Jesus did in the world with our unique spiritual gifts, acquired skills, natural abilities, and life experiences. This is how we want to engage purpose in our world. That we would be like Jesus and... The Apostle Paul taught this to the church in Galatia. This is how he put it. In Galatians chapter 1, 11-12, he said this, For I would For I would have you know, brothers, that the gospel that was preached by me is not man's gospel, for I did not receive it from any man, nor was I taught it, but I received it through a re- revelation of Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? I don't know if you know this or not, but Paul is the greatest evangelist and missionary of all time. God actually called him to service when the disciples, we read it. We mentioned already that God had called Peter and the disciples to spread the gospel. And at one point in the story, in the story of Acts, you'll see that Peter and the apostles, they begin to move away from sharing the gospel with the Gentiles, with the non-Jewish believers. And God calls Paul and Paul steps into that moment and he begins to spread the gospel like wildfire. Many of us are here today because God called Paul. But he says, listen, I didn't learn this from just uh, from a book. I didn't just learn this from other people. The reason that I preach the way that I do, the reason that I'm so convinced of who God is, is because he taught me himself. Paul discovered that Jesus is the bread of life, the light of the world, the singular door, the good shepherd, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth and the life. When Paul met Jesus, everything in his life was transformed. He gives this testimony just a verse later in Galatians 1, 13 to 17. He says, For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it, and I was advancing in Judaism beyond many of my own age among my people. So extremely zealous was I for the traditions of my father's. But when he who had sent me, who had set me apart before I was born and who called me by his grace was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But I went away into Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Paul stresses to the Gentiles who are many of them learning about Jesus for the first time. Yes, surround yourself with those who know Him, but make sure that your intention is to get to know the Son of God Himself. Because of the Holy Spirit, that's available. Paul's first and primary focus when Jesus met him on the road to Damascus was uh, to go and be privately with this One who had revealed Himself. This is a subtle, but it's so critical for understand, is that our call is not to do for God, But equally and and honestly, more deeply, our call is to be with God. Our primary purpose on this earth is not what we will accomplish for God. Our primary purpose on this earth is the depth of relationship that's available to us with God. There's a freedom in that, isn't there? For each of us trying to find out why it is that God has put you here, let me make it just perfectly clear. The reason that you have been put here on earth is number one, that God loves you. Number two, God sent his son to die for you. And number three, he's here today. He wants to get to know you. And that's it. See, out of the love and our intimacy with God, it is there in the private time spent with God that he will reveal who you truly are. As you get to know God deeper, you will also get to know yourself more. As Helen has shared this morning, there are times in our spiritual life where we can feel dry. There's times in our spiritual life where we can just feel like just old bones grinding together. But God does not intend that to be where we are left. Our God is a God of life. Our God is a God of joy. Our God is a God of love. And purpose overwhelming. But not just to do, but to be. There's two, tempt- two temptations in our walk with God. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit challenges us with is not just to decide to follow Jesus. Amen? Christianity isn't about just making a choice. Christianity is choosing God and then developing a life that runs after Him. I'll say that again. Christianity is not just about making a choice. It's about choosing Jesus and then developing a life that runs after Him. We don't stop at a decision. We also don't just live life from our doings. In Luke chapter 6, verse 43 to 45, it says this, For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. Anybody want an orange? Okay. Uh, For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil pr- treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Being with Jesus focuses on two things. First on belief, the renewing of our minds, and then also on behavior. See, decisions in our life when it comes to Jesus, this is where we want our life to spill over outside of this building, into our neighborhoods and our workplaces that people would know that the decision that we've made to follow Jesus leads to a lifelong development. And from our Christ life and from our Christ-like development, that is where we find our due. Galatians chapter 1, 18 says this. Then after three years, Paul speaking once again, I went up from Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remained with him fifteen days. They were they only were hearing it said, He who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy, and the glorified God because of me. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, Paul met Jesus. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, Paul then privately becomes more like Jesus by being with Jesus. Paul then becomes more like Jesus as he begins to develop his spiritual gift, his acquired skill, and his lifelong experience by preaching Jesus in a lost and broken world. And it is through that that Paul establishes his purpose and God is glorified. We have to fight that temptation to stop at a decision for Christ. We have to fight that temptation to simply live on Christ, live through Christ through only our, de- our doing. Both of these things can lead to spiritual immaturity and deformation. Instead, church, what do we choose today? We choose to engage with the person of God. We choose today to say, God, make me less so that you can be more. We choose to be reminded today that in order to engage with purpose, we need to reestablish who the main character is in this room. It's not you. It's him. Hallelujah. Come on. There's a power and a freedom in that. Where so many in our world are desperate to try to establish some sort of generational wealth or, 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 or for their, their own legacy to carry on. Our only goal, our only desire is that, hey, if people forget who I am, as long as they know my Savior, I'm good. Because nothing else matters. When we stand before God, as, as Helen has shared today, as so many who were baptized had shared this morning, when we stand before God, we can present to him all the things that we've done in his name. But if he was never invited into that space, it will turn to ash. So many times I've asked God, God, when I see you face to face, there's one thing that I want from you is to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. And I'll be honest with you, even in in, in getting ready and preparing for this message today, I can't tell you how many times I've expected that response out of something that I've done. But I truly believe that when we stand before God and we hear those words, well done, my good and faithful servant, it will be immediately reflective on the amount of time that we spent running after him. Not of the things that we did. Why do we follow the life of Jesus? Because that was where his priority was in everything. Jesus did amazing miracles on the Father's behalf. Jesus uh, walked into, into places and, and people would flock to hear the words that He sped that He spoke. But what was primary uh, for Jesus needs to be primary for us. Jesus spent time with the Father. It was 30 years until the Father even released him to do. Life Center Kanata, I want to encourage us this morning. Let's not get lost. And the focus on the secondary call of what is it that God has placed us here to do. But instead, let's turn our focus to our primary call to know, to love, and to meet with our Savior each and every day. This is not the last time that we'll have 20 people being baptized here in this church. For many of you who are new here this morning, I I still consider myself relatively new. Um, I am so impressed with the quality and the maturity that is found in this church. But there's more. There's more. And I pray that this message today would set someone free today. Someone in this room that has been searching for God and what it is that you can accomplish. And all he's been doing is saying, hey, he who thirsts, come after me. Find me in the intimacy that my Holy Spirit provides. That is our primary focus. If you want to know your why, first get to know your who. We are here for God. And if nobody even knows our name, but they see Jesus clearly, that's everything. That will lead to the generations that are following behind us, being able to stand boldly on behalf of God. I want to thank you this morning for praying over each and every uh, baptismal candidate that was here today. Those feelings and those butterflies can so often be misconstrued with fear. And yet they boldly stood up and said, not my life, but God. And so for each of us today, I pray that that would also be the message. Not our life, but God. And everything that we do. And may that echo all throughout Kanata. May that echo through your family. May that echo through your neighborhood. May that echo in your soul today. That your primary call is not what you can do for God. It's how close and how intimate you can be with Him. I'm going to ask Rhonda to come up and close this morning. Church, thank you so much. For running after God with everything that you have. I can just sense God smiling on this place this morning. And uh, there's no place to get over here. There's no place that I would rather be. Rhonda.